we definitely honor the spirit of the Lord. We honor his presence. We honor you being here in this place today. It didn't have to be that way, but we thank you for continuing to press in and to make this your church home, make this the place where you come to work out your soul salvation. We do want to thank all of those who, again, did serve any capacity this weekend, Angel Tree and different events. We, we thank God for you, your generosity, uh, your hospitality, your willingness to give. We appreciate that. We don't take that lightly. We don't take that lightly. We thank you for your giving. Amen. We thank you for your generosity, your obedience in your tithes, your obedience in your offering so that the, the gospel can continue to move forward. Again, we thank you, and we don't take that lightly. As I mentioned earlier, Pastor Pumphrey um, is ill. He'll be all right, but he needs to be at home. The doctors have ordered him to be at home so that he doesn't have challenges like he had before. So we just pray for his obedience, and he do what he needs to do. His heart is broken because he loves to be here, and he does send his love and, and sincere concern for the church, but continue to lift him up. Amen? Continue to keep him lifted in prayer. The word of God for today, as you continue to pray much for me, coming out of the book of Luke, the first chapter, the book of Luke, the very first chapter. And we're going to begin with verse number 39. Luke chapter 1, verse number 39. We find these words. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Amen to the reading of God's word. Just want to talk from the subject, this is a move. This is a move. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, this is a move. Normally when you're preaching, you need to have a nice introduction that draws people in. Ain't going to do that today. <laughs> In Luke, the book of Luke, Luke is writing to Theophilus, which is a, an honorary name given. We don't necessarily know who exactly he might have been writing to, but he's writing to that who he calls Theophilus, who is a Greek. He's a Gentile. He's not a Jew. But the point of his writing, just like Acts, the book of Acts that we talked about the last couple of weeks, is 
he wants to give an accurate account. Okay, he wants to give an accurate account of the life of Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world. So Luke is writing to a Gentile population because he wants them to have the accurate account of who Jesus Christ is. And so in chapter 1, he starts with the birth of Jesus. Before we get to the birth, he, he starts talking about a man named Zacharias. And the Bible says that the an angel came to Zacharias, the angel Gabriel came to him, and Zacharias was a priest. And Zacharias' duty or battalion, in other words, the, the house of God was kept by the priests, and they had assignments. They had different groups that went in and, and duty. It was his time to go and serve. And so he was serving in the house. And it so happened to be that it was his time, him personally, was appointed to go into the holies of holies to burn incense, as God had commanded uh, in the Old Testament law. And so he had gone in to, to burn incense in the holies of holies. It's just him there. And the Bible says that the angel Gabriel appeared to him. Imagine being at work by yourself and an angel appearing to you. And he begins to speak to him about having a child. Now, we got to understand that he was old. Okay? Not, not hating on him, but just say he was older. His time of retirement was coming near. And his wife was older, and they were past childbearing stage. And they did not have a child. And this reminds us that sometimes in life you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing because the Bible says that they were righteous before the Lord. You can do everything you're supposed to be doing and still not have what you yearn for in your heart. It's still not been manifested. You, you seem like it's past time. You're doing everything you're supposed to do. You come to church, you, you worship God, you serve people, you pay your tithes and offerings, but yet that thing that you yearn for in your heart still has not manifested itself. This is Zacharias. He and his wife, Elizabeth, had been praying for a child, and they were older past childbearing years and could not have a child. But then all of a sudden, he's at work doing what he was called to do, and, and an angel begins to appear to him and says, you're going to have a child. Major point number one, you know it's a move when, when God brings revelation. You know it's a move when God brings revelation. In this passage, it was an angel, and most of us are not going to necessarily see an angel. It could happen to you. God bless you. Let me know if it does. But God still speaks, and sometimes he starts speaking to us through his word. Anybody ever been in the word, and God starts speaking to you through the word? And it might be something you weren't even thinking about, but all of a sudden, he starts talking to you out of this word, and you just can't, you can't let it go. I mean, it's like you just, he just jumps at you and grabs you and says, pay attention to this right here because I'm speaking something into your life out of this word. For some of us, it might be in our prayer time when we're praying before the Lord and just laying before him, and then all of a sudden, he speaks something to us and it seems like we just can't let that thing that he speaks go. It says he wants us to be uh, attentive to that very thing that he's talking about. And you try to move on and pray about something else, but he just brings you right back to the same thing you're trying to leave because he wants your attention focused on it. It may be something in your family or in your community that he just brings it to your attention. There's a problem here, and I'm showing you this problem, and I keep showing you this problem, and I keep showing you this problem because he wants you to be awakened. He wants to give revelation to something to you in that moment. And the reality is when God is speaking to us, when he's giving us revelation, fear likes to come in. See, that's why the angel Gabriel told him, he said, do not be afraid. Because when God's giving revelation, fear always wants to come in and block 
the revelation that God wants to give. Zacharias, he was told to not be afraid. Even when God, the, the angel came to speak to Mary, he told her the same thing. Do not be afraid. That's why we're reminded of Isaiah chapter 41 where he says, Fear thou not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand of righteousness. I'm here to tell somebody that God has been speaking to you. You know God is speaking to you. He's given you revelation out of his word. He's starting to show you things, and you're starting to be afraid of what God is beginning to show you. But I'm here to cancel the assignment of the enemy today. I'm here to tell you, do not be afraid. Here, don't do it. Don't be afraid of what God is talking. Don't let fear keep you from hearing the voice of God. Do not let fear keep you from hearing. Are you hearing me today? Do not let fear keep you from hearing the, the voice of God. We talked earlier about more faith and less fear. Fear has got to go. We cannot allow fear to grip us and keep us from hearing the very revelation of God. I'm reminded in Psalms 34 where David would say, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. He says, my soul shall make a boast of her and be glad. He also, he says in Psalms 42, he says, so why are you downcast? Have hope in God. My point is you can tell your soul what to do. And so don't tell your soul, I'm not going to be afraid. So we're not getting fear today. So I'm not going to be afraid. So I don't care what God is talking about. I'm just going to hear it and not be afraid. You got to tell yourself, I am not going to be afraid. Because the very thing you've been praying for is about to happen in your life. <laughs> the very thing you've been praying for is right about to happen in your life. This is what the, 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 the angel was telling him. But, you know, sometimes for us, when we order, like on Amazon, anybody order anything on Amazon? You know what I'm talking about. You order on Amazon, and when you order something on Amazon, you expect it to be delivered. Talk to me in here. You looking for it. You got your ring. You know, you waiting to see somebody. <laughs> Come on in here. Because what? You get an order confirmation, right? You order and they confirm that they actually received your order. Then you can get details about when your order is going to be delivered. You can even log in to see where it is. It's in Pennsylvania now getting ready, ready dropped off at the Gatorsburg location or whatever it is. You can track your order. But you know when it's supposed to come, you're looking for that thing, right? You're waiting to come home and see a little package on, on, on your doorstep or, or whatever it's going to be. You're looking for it because you know you placed the order, right? They got the confirmation of the order, and they said it's going to be on the way. And Amazon, crazy now, they come boom, 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 knocking on your door at 9 o'clock at night. And you're like, what is that? You, you open up the door, and you, and you see the little package, and they don't drive it off in the white van. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. They speeding away in the white van. It's 9 o'clock at night. You boom, 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 banging up on my door, but, but guess what? You don't care because what you ordered is now at your doorstep. Come on in here, somebody. What you ordered is now at your doorstep. <laughs> but reality is God don't work like that. <laughs> see, see, we pray and ask God for a whole lot of things, and we don't even know whether he even heard us. Amen. Am I right about it? We don't get confirmation that the answer is coming. <laughs> He don't tell us when it's going to show up, if it's even going to show up at all. But we got to be reminded in Daniel chapter 10, Daniel was praying for some revelation. And, and, and it says that the angel came to Daniel and finally got there 21 days later. And he tells Daniel, he says, Daniel, listen, the day you prayed, 
He heard you. We got to be encouraged that God hears our prayers. He said the very first day you opened up your mouth to ask for God to give revelation, he heard what you said. And the answer was sent that very day. But it took 21 days to get here because there was some warfare going on. You got to realize there's still some warfare. See, the enemy does not want you to get breakthrough. The enemy doesn't want us to get revelation. And so don't think the enemy's just going to sit by and just watch the package be delivered to your doorstep. You know how some folk come and steal packages off your doorstep? <laughs> come on in here. You know, you know them shoes was coming, but they ain't there no more because somebody came, you know, looking for some Christmas gifts for themselves. Come on in here. <laughs> See, see, the enemy's always trying to, to, to stop what God is trying to do in your life. For 21 days, there was warfare going on, and he said it took 21 days for this message to get here. But we've got to be encouraged that God is going to bring us revelation. I don't care how long it may take, how much warfare may go on, what you're going to get, you're going to get. The enemy's not going to stop the package from coming to your doorstep. If God's bringing you insight, if God's bringing you understanding, it will show up in due time. Zacharias, he's old, and now he's hearing about a child that, that he's going to have. But God heard him. But we got to understand, it just wasn't time all this other time. See, he heard the prayer. But the reason Elizabeth was barren for all these years is because her womb was a special womb. Her womb was specifically designed to bring birth to John the Baptist. Are you hearing because he, he tells Zacharias, the angel tells him, he says, your son is going to be great. He's going to be called out. He's not going to have strong drinker. He's going to be great. He's going to be separated. He's going to be filled with the spirit. And he's going to do a mighty work for God. He's going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. That's a powerful statement right there. And the hearts of the children to the fathers. This is what he said he's going to do. But we got to understand that Elizabeth was barren. She was old, and she wanted a baby but could not have one. But now all of a sudden in her old age, God's going to show up and give her a baby. Now watch this. God allows barrenness to happen in our lives for a reason. It's because it wasn't time yet. You see, like with God, it's not like Amazon. It's two days. You know you're going to get it. You see? With God, you're going to have to wait. Somebody shout, Wait. <laughs> With God, you're going to have to wait on something. That's why the Bible says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he'll strengthen your heart. And if you're like me, I don't like waiting. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Come on in here. You just a quiet church today. Sometimes we got to wait on God and we don't feel like waiting on God. I want my financial breakthrough right now. You see what I'm saying? I want my promotion right like yesterday. Come on, God. I need to 10 more dollars an hour like tomorrow. Can you show up? Can, can I expedite this thing real quick? We got to be able to endure for some things when we're going through. When we're going with God, you got to endure. You got to keep every time the door knocks, you're looking for a package. It ain't a package. It was somebody just knocking and running. It wasn't, it wasn't what you were looking for, but you got to endure some things. You got to endure some ups. You got to endure some downs. You got to endure some you think it's going to happen, then it don't happen. You got some setbacks. You got some trials that you got to go through. You got to endure some things when you're dealing with God because God's not doing, he's not Amazon. He's not guaranteeing you when it's going to show up. And he'll leave places in your life barren for a season. See, God allows barrenness to avoid contamination of his purpose in your life. Did you catch that? He allows barrenness to avoid contamination 
for his purpose in your life. See, that womb was made for John the Baptist. That's it. It wasn't time for John the Baptist yet. That's why she didn't have a baby. And no other child was going to go through that womb until it was time for John the Baptist. You see what I'm saying? Because nothing else was going through there except the purpose of God. And so sometimes in our life, it ain't happening because it's not time for it to happen. Because the purpose of God is going to be in your life. And he don't want to give you something beforehand that may contaminate the very purpose that he has for you. Go back to Abraham and Sarah. Sarah did not have a baby until her old age, but she never had one. But Abraham got, you know, another idea, and he was going to go have a baby with Hagar. Hagar became an issue for him because Ishmael was born. But Sarah's womb was still not touched. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because the purpose for which Sarah's womb stayed intact. So contamination happened elsewhere, but it wasn't going to happen here. And sometimes we got to realize that God will just keep stuff from us because he don't want us to get contaminated. <laughs> Certain blessings he don't want us to have because if we actually got that money that we really want, <laughs> we would absolutely lose our mind. <laughs> Come on in here. Our demeanor would change. Our, our attitude would get stank and nasty. You see what I'm saying? We drive right past people. Same people we was at the bus with last week, we drive right past them and act like we don't know them because we don't moved up ahead. We moving on up to the east side. You see what I'm saying? We're doing stuff because God will say, no, no, you ain't ready for that yet. <laughs> because my purpose is not going to come through what you're waiting on. Bible says Zach, Zacharias hears you're going to have a baby. I'm gonna, he's going to be great. But he says, how is this going to happen when I'm old? Gabriel says to him, say, listen, man, you, you didn't believe me. And so because you didn't believe, you're going to be mute. In other words, you can't talk. And the Bible tells us that not only could he not talk, he was deaf and mute. So he put him in a season of being deaf and mute. Well, you're like, God, that's kind of cruel. No, that's, that's the mercy of God. See, God just told him, listen, you don't believe me, but I'm going to do this anyway. Okay? Your lack of faith is not going to abort my purpose in your life. So just go over here on the sideline. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. See what I'm saying? I'm not going to let you speak negativity. I'm not going to let you speak on it. You ain't going to say nothing. You see what I'm saying? If you ain't got something good to say, don't say nothing at all. Just stay over here on the side. And you deaf, you're not going to hear all the negative talk and all the people talking in your, come on in here. Everybody's not going to be blowing you up and talking all this stuff. You ain't going to say nothing. Just sit on the side and watch what I do. This is what he tells her. <laughs> Story moves on. I'm, I'm going to get to our text in a minute. Just watch. Amazon, I'm going to use them again. They're like the biggest business in America at this point. Maybe not the world. There's an Amazon in China that's a little bit bigger, but you know what I'm talking about. Amazon is, like, huge. And they decide they're going to build a second headquarters, and it's going to happen in Northern Virginia, right? H2Q, whatever they're calling it. And there's great anticipation for, for this arrival of this headquarters. There's going to be tens of thousands of jobs coming to this area. Decent paying jobs. People are excited about it. And even the metro, you know, they have to make modifications to entrances and things to be able to handle the, the growth that's anticipated to come. And, and the, the local communities widening streets and taking care of things to, to anticipate the arrival of, of this. And they're even going to change the name. 
You know, it's going to be in, in Crystal City, Pentagon City, and Potomac Yard, a little section there, and they give it a name called National Landing. <laughs> so even where you, you might have been living there, that the name of where you live in is going to change because Amazon's arriving. Or just stay, stick with me. You see what I'm saying? All this stuff is starting to happen because Amazon has announced the arrival that they're going to put a headquarters here in Northern Virginia. Are you following me? Things were moving in motion before they even announced it. We realized that. that stuff was already happening beside, behind the scenes. Developers were already moving. Properties were already being talked about, negotiated about how much we can move this, that, and this so we can get what we need. Are you following me? You know it's a move when other pieces start moving in anticipation of God's move. <laughs> Gabriel then goes on to announce to Mary that she was favored, found favored with God, and that she would carry a son and call his name Jesus. Mm. She said, your son going to be great. He's going to be son of the highest. And so when you start using that language now, you know you talk about the Messiah. You say, he's son of the highest. He said he's going to sit on the throne of the, his father David. That was definitely talking about the Messiah. And his kingdom will reign forever and ever, and there'll be no end. Then he said, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Don't worry about how this is going to happen. The Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you, and you have a son and call his name Jesus, and he shall be called the Son of God. So we know Jesus is the Son of God, and he's the Son of Man. He's the anthropist. He's the God-man. All right? This is what he tells her. And you got to understand, see, with Elizabeth, she was older, and she was married, and so she had relationships with her husband. She just didn't have a child. But, but Mary was 15 years old. Mary was about 15 years old. She was young. She was a virgin. See, nobody even touched her. You following? See, see, God had set her apart that nobody even touched her. <laughs> see, a John was one thing, but now you talk about Jesus now. You see what I'm saying? It was so, it was so, so pure, so, so set apart that nobody even touched her. Now, why says Elizabeth is now six months pregnant when this revelation comes to Mary. She's six months pregnant with John. And, and, and the, the, the Gabriel says to her, you know your old cousin, Elizabeth? You remember her? Old cousin Elizabeth? Some of y'all got an old cousin Elizabeth. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you, 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 you remember your old cousin Elizabeth? Yeah, they're old. Yeah, you know, get ready to retire, you know, get ready to kind of go out to pasture. You know your old cousin Elizabeth? She can already have a baby. What? <laughs> oh, Elizabeth. Old cousin, she's 79 years. Old cousin Elizabeth getting ready to have a baby? <laughs> Why did he tell her this? See, he, he said, I made that move so that you could understand that what I'm about to do in you is going to happen. See, because with God, all things were possible. <laughs> And so if old cousin Elizabeth, <laughs> at 79 years old, can have a baby, you best believe that what I'm going to do through you is going to happen. That's why he made that happen. And so the Bible says that Mary believed the word. Here it is. We get into our text, 39. The Bible says that Mary takes a journey and she goes to Elizabeth's house. Okay, that's move. That's another move. Are you following all these moves? You see, she now goes and visits her cousin Elizabeth, because she heard about what was going on, so she made a move 
and went to spend time with Elizabeth. The Bible says she knocks on the door, and, 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 and Mary, um, Elizabeth opens the door, and Mary greets her. And the Bible says that as soon as Mary greets her, that the Bible says that the baby, John the Baptist, leaped in her womb. And so here you have another move. Are, are, are you following this? So, but that'd be, even before that, the Bible says that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So then here you have another move. And then the Bible says in verse 30, 43 says, But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to visit me? This is powerful. Watch, watch this. Elizabeth did not know anything that was happening with Mary. It wasn't until she showed up at the door and the Holy Spirit filled her that she began to understand, oh, oh wait a minute. <laughs> why is it that <laughs> your womb is blessed? And why is it that the mother of my Lord, see, she's identifying him as the Christ now. She's identifying him as the Messiah. The mother of my Lord is showing up at my doorstep. See, there's something powerful about the prophetic. And we've got to understand that we've got to live in a prophetic season where we just can't be living off of old nilly-willy. We've got to be able to hear from God now. See, because everybody that was talking was speaking prophetically. They were speaking prophetically about what God had said in the past and what God was doing right now. We've got to understand that we've got to know what God said in the past, but we've got to have ears to hear what God is doing right now. The Bible says Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit. And because she was filled with the Spirit, she was able to speak prophetically about the things of God. She could tell, oh, wait a minute, this baby, this baby in your womb right here, he's the King of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. This is my Lord. Amen. You know it's a move when Spirit-filled people consistently confirm it. See, see when Spirit-filled people are confirming What's happening, you know it's a move. See, when people you know feel with the Spirit, you know, when you start talking, when, when their babies start moving, <laughs> you, you know it's a move. See, see, if, when, when you start sharing what God is doing, when they like, oh, ooh, and when they start responding to what you do, you, you know it's about to be a move. You know that something about to pop off. And I'm getting ready to close, but we got to understand this. In order for us, he says in verse 45, blessed are you, Mary, because you believed what was told to you. And said, and because you believe what was told to you, this thing will be fulfilled in your life. And if you're going to see a move of God in your life, you got to believe what God is saying to you. You actually have to believe what he is saying. We could be a part of a move if we had the faith to be a part of the move. Because God is moving. God is in the moving business. He's about to make a move. Some of us think that the enemy's about to win in your life, but I'm here to tell you that God has got another move. You might think that you got the enemy's get ready to checkmate you, but guess what? God has got another move. You can't see the move, but God knew the move before the foundation of the world. He has got a move. I don't care how backed up in a corner you are, how dark it looks, and how you think you're not going to get out. The King of Kings has another move, and God is making moves. We just got to be sensitive to the moves that he is making. The Bible says Mary believed him, and so she was able to walk that thing out. And I'm here to tell you, you got to live this thing out. You got to get up every day and live this thing out. Imagine being a 15-year-old unwed mother, uh, uh, unwed pregnant girl. Let's talk about 
God, this is God's baby. What kind of ridicule would you have? People laughing at you, people talking about you, talking about you must be crazy, you cuckoo, and you lying because you know you got pregnant sleeping up with Joseph when y'all supposed to just be engaged. Come on in here. And, and people were talking about, you know this is how to happen. She had to walk through this thing. She had to be looked at funny. She had to be talked about. She had to be lied upon, but yet she still believed God and she walked through it. I'm here to tell you, if you believe God, walk through it. People might want to talk about you. You still got to walk through it. People might gossip on you. You still got to walk through it. People may not believe it's going to happen to somebody like you. Walk through it. It don't matter what zip code you came from. If God said he's going to bless you, he's going to bless you. Walk through it. The Bible says Joseph he got a message from God, and she, he was able to stand with her. So he, he never touched her because he believed God also. There's some people that are going to believe God with you. Spirit-filled people will believe God with you, no matter how dark it may, or how deep it might look. Because if, at least if God's going to do it in your life, i got to believe God with you. So he helped her by not touching her. He just encouraged her and agreed to marry her anyway. His boys were like, what kind of fool are you? you going to marry a girl who's talking about she got God's baby, quote-unquote, in her in her womb. You know she don't beat up with some other joker. You don't know what kind of disease you might catch. You don't know. Come on in here. But he did it anyway because he believed God and was willing to walk through because he knew God had another move. Elizabeth confirmed it. She went to her house, and she was able to see that. that that's why Mary was able to go forth. And we got to understand, here it is in this season of Christmas, that Jesus was not an accident. Somebody come on here and tell me it's not an accident. Jesus was not an accident. He was a move of God. God told us a long time ago prophetically that he would redeem us from sin. He told us that he would take us out of this brokenness. He told us he would deliver us from isolation. He told us he would deliver us from sickness. He told us he would deliver us from being an outcast and he would bring us to himself. He told us he would get us out of this eternal weakness, not able to do anything, never able to stay on top, never able to have any success. He said he would deliver us from the death of sin. Come on in here, somebody. He promised that he would deliver us from our sinful ways. Yeah, I knew somebody in here knows something about sin. When you in sin, you just can't get up. You keep struggling with this thing over and over and think like you can't get out of it. It's pornography that trips you up over and over and over again. Fornication and lying, and it's tripping. Come on, somebody know what I'm talking about in sin? We're in the darks and drums of sin. Even when I want to do right, I seem like I can't do right. But he said he would deliver us from sin. He would deliver us from the power of the enemy. He said he would do it prophetically. And it seemed like years went by and nothing happened. It seemed like stuff happened, but it didn't happen. But he said, I'm going to send you a horn of salvation. He told us prophetically in the book of Psalms, I'm going to send you a horn of salvation to deliver you, that great horn, like the, like the animal's got a horn that can just ram through anything. He said, I'm going to send you a horn of salvation to break every sin and curse off of your life. In the book of Micah, he says, I'm sending you a breaker, the spirit of the breaker that can break every demonic curse, every demonic force of your life. Even the very death of itself would be broken by the spirit of the breaker. 
He said, I'm going to bring you a redeemer, somebody whose pockets are deep. Now, I don't care how much sin costs. He had enough to redeem us. He could pay it. I know my sin was expensive. My pride was expensive. My lying was expensive. My unfaithfulness was expensive. But he had the price to pay. Come on to hear somebody. It wasn't too expensive for God. It wasn't too expensive for the move that he was about to make. I don't know about you. You can look that cute if you want to, but your sin was expensive too. Your gambling was real expensive. Come on in here. Your lying was real expensive. Adultery is expensive too. Come on in here. But guess what? The spirit of the breaker, the spirit of Jesus Christ was more than enough for him to redeem us. He's the restorer of all things, all things broken, all things lost, all things stolen. Jesus is the restorer. That's why Isaiah says, for unto us a child was born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, a mighty God, a Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, and to his kingdom there is no end. Jesus was not an accident. Jesus is a move of God. He was the best move God has ever God's greatest move is his son Jesus to redeem us. That's why we celebrate his coming because he didn't have to do it, but he did because he loved us. I thank God for Jesus. I, I like Christmas gifts. That's wonderful. But I thank God for the gift of Jesus Christ. Because if it wasn't for him, we would not have life in these spiritual bodies. We would not have a destiny of heaven and a destiny to be with God forever and ever. <laughs> Woo! But I tell you, this gift, it keeps on giving. <laughs> I'm telling you, this gift keeps on giving. See, because the, the move that Jesus is was just the ultimate move. I like to put it like this. See, when you have an earthquake, see, you can tell an earthquake is coming. It's like I told you, because some little moves start to happen. There's some little rumblings that, that begin to happen. But then the big one comes. That big earthquake comes, and it might be a 7.9 or, or 8.9 on the Richter scale, and stuff starts to shake. And that big move was Jesus Christ. He shook up heaven, and he shook up hell. And this is what he did. He did. He delivered us from captivity. But also in an earthquake, not only after the big one, there's some little moves, little earthquakes that happen after that. And yes, 2,000 years ago, the big one came, but there's still some moves that are happening today. There's still some remnant earthquakes that are happening today. There's still some moves that God is doing. God's not finished moving. His big move happened, but there's some little moves that he can do in your life. There's some little moves that he can do in my life. There's some little moves that he can do in the life of our church. The big moves already been made, but God is still moving today. He can move in your family situation. He can move in your marriage. He can move in your church. He can move in your finances. He can move in your attitude. He can move in your children. He can move at your job. 
He's still able to move. God is still making moves. And if you would just believe that God was going to make a move in your life, you could be like Mary and receive what God has for you. If you just had the faith to believe that, God, you're moving in my life. God, you're moving in my situation. A move will happen. This is a move. You got to believe that this is a move, that God is moving. I'm anticipating. I'm waiting for it to happen. It's going to happen. I can't promise you when, but I know my delivery is on the way. God's going to make a move. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be prosperous. I'm going to be what God called me to be because a move is happening. This is a move. There's a move in my church. My church is going somewhere. We on the up. God is doing some things. Souls are going to come into the kingdom. People are going to be restored. Prayer's going to go up. The word's going to go forth. Deliverance is going to happen. Young people coming in off the streets. A move is happening. See, we're not sitting here. We're moving. Somebody shout move. God's making a move. This is a move. This is a move. Mountains are still being removed out the way. Depths are still being climbed out of. This is a move. I tell you, you got to believe it to receive it. When you believe it, he's going to make a move. I trust him to move because he already made the big move. If he could send Jesus when nobody was expecting him, when nobody was really looking for him but a few folk, but when he sent the message that Christ has come and he got up with all power in his hands, I know that there's no move he cannot make. All things are possible with God. I don't care how dark it looks. It's possible with God. I don't care how long it's been. It's possible with God. You may be past time. He may have put you out the pasture, but God will meet you wherever you are. I don't care how downtrodden you may feel. I don't care how in the backwoods you may think you are. God knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you need, and he knows exactly when to bring it to you. But when it's time, it's time, baby. It's moving time. It's time for God to make a move, and I just want to be in lockstep with his move. I just want to walk with him. I want to talk with him. I want him to tell me that I am his own. It's God's move. I got to do two things. We got to go. I'm telling you, somebody in here, this word is for you. The spirit of fear is gripping some people in here. I heard it in my spirit. I was preparing, and I hear it now. That God is talking, but you're afraid to hear it because you don't think you can handle it. That assignment is canceled right now in Jesus' name. Whenever Jesus is talking to you, it is for you. You can handle it. Do not be afraid. If that's you, I want you to come to this altar right now. I just want to pray for you very quickly that the spirit of fear is broken off of you. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. It's the Father, the one who loves you. Don't fear him. Don't fear his word. 
Don't fear what he has plans. God's a big God. He has big plans. And he's not going to give you all the plans. He may give you one small piece. But even that small piece may seem daunting to you. But you don't eat an elephant at one time. You eat it one bite at a time. And I'm here to encourage you. Just take one step of faith at a time. And believe God. And believe God in Jesus' name. Father, I bless you right now in Jesus' name. I thank you that fear is defeated and you are exalted. As I pray for my brothers and sisters right now in Jesus' name, that the spirit of fear be gone in the name of Jesus. That they hear your word, that they hear your word, that they hear your word and believe your word in Jesus' name. God, there's no word that you speak is too large. It's right on time. It's the right size word for the moment in the name of Jesus. And I bless you, God. The spirit of fear is broken off lives right now in in Jesus' name. God, you are free to move in the name of Jesus. Spirit of fear be gone in Jesus' name. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. God, we believe you. God, we trust you. God, we'll follow you. God, we hear you. God, we're listening. God, we're faithful. God, we're faithful. God, we thank you in Jesus' name. And I declare in Jesus' name that fear will not win in this situation. I rebuke the spirit of fear right now in Jesus' name. And I bless you, God. I bless you, God. I bless you, God. I bless you, God. People are hearing in the name of Jesus. Ears are being opened to hear what God has to say in the name of Jesus. Ears are being unstopped in the name of Jesus. God, your voice is being made clear right now in the name of Jesus. God, open up their ears, oh God, their spiritual ears to hear what you're saying in this hour for them. We thank you, God. We bless you. We honor you, God. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Give God praise. Walk away in faith. Walk 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 in faith. God is moving. This is a move. This is a move. Somebody want to join the church? Somebody want to give their life to Jesus? Somebody want to give their life to Jesus? You said, Lord, I'm a sinner. I haven't been walking with you. But I've seen some little moves happening. I see how you're working in my life. And I want to respond today and give my life to you and have you to be Lord of my life. Is there one who wants to give their life to Jesus today? Somebody that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Is there one? Is there one who wants to get saved for the very first time? Say, Lord, I surrender. Lord, I surrender. Is there one who wants to give their life to Jesus? If somebody wants to join this local fellowship, you're already saved. You already know the Lord. You know the Lord, but you hear him saying, it's time to make a move this way. This is the place where I want you to be. This is the place where I want you to work out your soul salvation. Is there somebody that wants to come? Is somebody that wants to come and make this their church home? So two things, you want to get saved, you want to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
Number two, you want to make this your church home. Is there somebody that wants to come? Is there one? Couple more seconds. Is there one? Don't let this time pass you by. Don't let the enemy trick you and say this is it's not necessary. This is definitely necessary. This is destiny here. This is your life here. Your life in Christ. Amen. Amen. While we're getting ready for baptism, we got two to baptize and then we'll be finished. They're moving for the pool. They should be in the pool. Whoever's reading can, can begin to move. I just have one last thing that I want to do. Y young lady, you. <laughs>